0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to MillionDollarSellerChallenge.com. Hello, back at the Bill Kasky Podcast. Today's topic is, do you have a terrain consciousness? I'll tell you what that means. If you want to hear more about some of the work that we do, and if you want to jump on our wait list for a program that we're going to be creating here, we've already got one group going later on this fall called the High Achiever Mentoring Program. Go to BillKaskey.com, upper banner. There is a, uh, a link that you can get on the wait list. There's no obligation. Just hop on it. You'll get a couple of emails, and then when we do a webinar where we're talking about the program, we'll make sure that you're included in that. You know, this whole idea of terrain consciousness kind of started where I was telling a story of how the world of selling has changed. And I was telling it to a group of VPs of sales and sales leaders and executives. And I said, you know, the selling of 1990s and early 2000s and today looks very different. And we started talking about some of the changes. And this is not necessarily post-pandemic stuff, although that has had a little bit of influence here. This is really more about how the world of business-to-business selling has changed over the years. And I likened it to you know, when you start walking, uh, when you first learn how to walk, we don't remember that, of course, but probably there was an A to B. We couldn't walk and B was we wanted to walk. So there was this A to B kind of trajectory. And our parents didn't put us on rocky ground in the middle of the Colorado Rockies they put us on flat surface, floor, carpet, et cetera, and they helped us walk, and we got good at it. And the terrain there was very flat, so we were able to navigate that, and we were able to learn how to actually put one foot in front of the other. When we went off to college, we were exposed to a whole lot more things. We were moving away from home. We were living on campuses. We were uh, navigating Uh, ecosystems that we really weren't familiar with or comfortable with. But we coped. We learned how to do it. We learned the terrain in which we were living or going to school, and so we coped. And today in professional selling, it's no different. The terrain has changed. It's changed a lot. And you've seen it, and I've seen it, and It's almost like if you were plopped out of the year 2000 and plopped into 2021 or two, that you would say, man, things have really changed. But when you're in it every day, it's like the boiled frog thing. You don't really see it. You know something's off, but you haven't really seen it. So I want to bring some clarity today to what I think are some key components of how the game has changed and how the terrain requires skills very different than what you've had in the past. You know, if you're going to climb a mountain and it's all a very straight, uh, flat surface and it's very gradual incline and you're used to walking, you probably don't have any trouble with that. You're not going to need any other skills. But if you start scaling up the side of a mountain or there's cliffs off to the right or there are slippery slopes and large rocks you have to navigate, then you're going to require different skills. And I think, again, that's the same thing. Your skill set needs to change based on the terrain. That's the bottom line of this. So let me give you five ways I think the terrain of selling has changed, and then we might talk about a skill set here or there that that might help you. Number one, I think that um, there are, I know that there are more decision makers in the business-to-business process today. Gallup says it's gone from 4.9 to 5.9 to 7.2. That's their new number, 7.1. Bottom line, you may not find that in your world. You may find that it's less than that. But... The fact is that more and more people are involved in larger ticket sales, especially on the purchasing side than, than it was. And, and on the selling side, too. You might have engineers and project people. And so all of a sudden now there's three on your team and four on their team. And you as a sales professional are having to orchestrate and navigate that and produce that. So that's a big change because you're not talking to one person anymore. You're orchestrating and coordinating between schedules of a lot of people and understanding the needs of of function A may be slightly different than the needs of function B inside your client company. And so you're constantly in navigational uh, pursuit of what's really happening and how can I satisfy all these needs? If you don't know how to do that, or if you're if you're hoping we'll go back to, no, I'd rather call on one person, I'd rather call on the CEO and have him or her make the decision, that's not the way CEOs think anymore. It used to be that who was the decision maker? That ain't the case. It's just not the case. You know that. So your skills need to be leveled up. You need to understand how to get to the people that maybe you're a little bit harder to get to, how to position that properly so you don't doesn't feel like you're going over somebody or around somebody to do that. So that's number one, terrain change is just the large number of people in the decision making process, probably not all in one room. If they were before the pandemic, they're not now. Some are virtual, some are in the room, and you've got to navigate that. Number two, there's a whole lot more financial scrutiny to purchases today. There's a whole lot more, well, if I invest $1.5 million, what am I going to get from that? What's the analysis that's going to help me justify the cost of doing business with you? And I think if you're not armed up for that and you're not equipped to talk about not just what it costs to do business with you and what the solution is, but what's the economic value of doing business with you, then you're not equipped well enough. So the terrain of more financial scrutiny has to be met with a skill of understanding how to navigate the complex financial analysis that customers do. You've got to be every bit as competent at financial analysis as they are. Because a lot of times, all they're looking at is the price from you versus the price from someone else. Well, that's not financial analysis. That's got nothing to do with financial analysis. That's just comparing vendors. What you have to do is help them walk through. If you spend $1.5 million today, uh, if you do it right and implement it right, and I'm helpful and our people are helpful, you could see a return of 3x that over the next five years or whatever it is in your world. So the economics are the skills that you need to get better at. And if you're not, you need to get help. Either get coaching, get training, go to your financial people, talk to a CPA, spend a couple grand on a CPA to have them come in and help you work through how exactly to talk about those things. Number three, and this is a big one and I've talked about it before, but the internet is a massive source of information for prospects. When prospects want a question or are thinking about changing vendors or solving a new problem, it's unlikely they go right to the yellow pages under accounting vendors or benefits vendors or training vendors. They just don't do that. They go online and they go to Google and they search for things like who are the best accountants in Des Moines or how do I choose an accountant or what are some new ways accountants are helpful for business owners or financial people. They will go to find the information. If you're not there when they're looking, you are operating from a one-down position because you didn't know the terrain, and you're not there digitally for them, or you're nowhere online, or your LinkedIn page is a is a wreck. It's a mess, and they they really can't get any information from you. Then you're operating one down, and I don't want you to. I want you to operate. Uh, I want you to operate from a position of strength. But you can't do that if you're not there digitally. I had a, I've had told this story before. I had a, a guy who was a purchasing manager of a Fortune 500 company. He gets calls every day from salespeople wanting to come in and see him virtually or physically. And he says, I'll go to their LinkedIn page, and if there's no value there, like there's not an article this person has written or an article they've shared, or there's no there's no value at all for me, I'll just decline the invitation. I don't really want to see him. Why would I waste my time with somebody who's just there pitching me on something and is not a good problem solver? So the internet, because it's ubiquitous, because that's the first place we go, you've got to digitize your content. You've got to figure out a way, and this, t- this requires different skills. You don't just go online, write one blog, and that's it. Or write one article on LinkedIn, and that's it. You have to think, okay, what's the journey the prospect makes? What are the questions that a prospect has up front when they get ready to search for something like this? And how can I be a part of the answer to those questions so that I get the call? Or if I don't get the call and I'm in there talking with them, I can use that digital part of the process in a better way. I can position myself better. Number four, prospects are overwhelmed. They do not have time, if you're not a good messenger, if you're not good at crafting the message for what you do and are very helpful in clarifying how you bring value to someone, they're not going to spend time putting the dots together. You know, it's like you're giving them a puzzle and your jigsaw puzzle and you're just throwing all the pieces down and saying, okay, well, this is what we do. Do you want to work with us or not? The prospect's like, well, I I don't know. I I don't know what you do. I don't know how you solve problems. And this skill gets back to messaging. The terrain has changed. They're overwhelmed. They don't have time to assemble your message just because you give them all the pieces doesn't mean they can assemble it. It takes way too much time, way too much brain power. People are not operating that way today. They want to be very clear, so therefore you need to use the skill of messaging to be very clear about what your message is. And if you're not, again, you're one down. Now you're battling from behind during the whole race. It takes a lot of energy to battle from behind. I would rather you lead the race, be out in front, so when they go to some of your competitors to find out this information, it's nowhere. Or they don't even go because they feel like they've gotten it all from you. And the last one, number five, is, uh, I touched on it before, is that a digital strategy. You've got to create digital platforms. People are finding out about you and your competitors digitally, either on social platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm not saying be everywhere, but if you're nowhere, how do you expect people to tap into your knowledge? They can't. I work with clients, and one of the first things I do is say, what are the top five questions people have when they start the process of searching for a vendor in your category? And whatever those five questions are, take them one at a time and answer them. So that way, at least if they're Googling, What should I look for in an accountant? It's me Googling. What should I look for in an accountant? You show up. You show up and say, these are the five things that you need to be conscious and mindful of when you are looking to change CPAs. So along with that, then, is how are you digitizing the sales process? If two weeks go by between the first meeting and the second, and this happens all the time, we can't stop that. I mean, people get busy and schedules conflict. And so you, you have a schedule we're going to meet next week and take this a little further. And all of a sudden next week comes and they have to reschedule. So now it's two or three weeks out. How are you using digital technology, digital platforms, video, audio, written word to keep the momentum? I had a, a case the other day where uh, one of my prospects, uh, somebody had worked with in the past, called me up. We talked a little bit, seemed like it made sense to meet. We were going to meet and some things got, uh, uh, in fact, he got sick and he couldn't meet. And so then there were some other things that happened. And so in the meantime, I've sent him a couple of things. I sent him a couple of lead magnets that we've used, a couple of things that I thought could help his team. He was very appreciative. Now we have a scheduled meeting here when he gets back from from vacation, So how are you using digital technologies in the sales process itself, not letting three weeks go by? Because guess what? You might think you're important. You might have been important in that meeting. You're not anymore. People forget. It's human nature. Sorry. I mean, you might have done a great job in the sales call. But if three weeks goes by, they barely remember who you are, let alone what you've talked about. And their problem and their pain has been covered over by all their other priorities. So you've got to resurrect that. One way to do that is to keep in touch digitally. It could be a personal video that you send to them. It could be a video that you shot. I've got a client who has a massive prospect that he's working with. And I said, "What you know, and a little bit of time has lagged. And I said, why don't you shoot a video just for them? Speaking to their needs, put on your blog, put on your LinkedIn uh, article blog site and let them know that you've written it. You don't have to mention their name, but if they're having problems in three areas, talk about how other people have problems in those areas and some of the solutions you can bring to bear and bring to the table to help them. So that way, when they see that, what do they say? They don't say that was nice of Bill. They say, wow, Bill knows exactly what I'm dealing with here. We need to be talking to him or, or her. So this is a case of when you map out your sales process from the time the first call to the time it ends, be conscious and mindful of how am I using digital assets. I call them digital assets, stories, experiences, testimonies, case studies, um, educational ideas, things that you can help them with in the gaps, and that will tremendously change your momentum because now the person, you're constantly in front of them digitally, even though you're not in front of them physically. So that's a terrain change. Lots of time goes by. Uh, Digital is where it's at today. If you're not used to filming something like I'm doing here, I just have my iPhone set up with a microphone. I've got this mic for the audio. It's, It's very simple, but you've got to be thinking about what skills do I need to get better at in order to navigate the terrain that now exists that didn't exist five to ten years ago. So I hope that helps you. I want you to be mindful of that. We may, over the next couple of weeks, take a look at a couple of these or maybe a couple more. If you have some that uh, you think were missed here, put it in the LinkedIn post. I'm going to be splitting this video up into several uh, areas. If you have not downloaded my Five Reasons You Don't Have Enough Clients document, I would love you to get a copy of it. You can go to fivereasonsclients.com. I think we'll put something here in the show notes as well and uh, get a copy of that. There's some subsequent emails to it, but there's five reasons that I just don't, I think you've got to change in order to ramp up your client acquisition. But these terrain things are really important. Change in terrain requires change in skills. It's time for you to up your skill level. See you next time.